This is a HeadGum Podcast. Hey, Nadpoles. Caldwell here to talk to you about Hero Forge, the best place to get fully customizable tabletop miniatures with dozens of fantasy species and thousands of parts to choose from. I actually just built a version of my Underdark Gnome Illusion Wizard, Kraslo, for use in a home game my friend has been running, and it was incredibly fun getting to scroll through all the options and details to bring this mage-handed menace to life. Their easy-to-use design tools let you build your perfect miniature online using a fully 3D, in-depth character creator right in your browser. Oh, and before you ask, yes, Hero Forge has goggles, and yes, Kraslo is wearing them. So if you've been thinking about splurging on a miniature for your D&D campaign, wait no longer, because May 2nd to May 9th, Hero Forge is having a spring sale. You can get 10% off all physical miniatures and free shipping, including international shipping on all orders. The figures are tiny, but the savings are huge. To take advantage of this great offer, visit HeroForge.com to start designing your custom miniature today and check back often because new content is added every week. Ooh, good to know. Kraslo just got a hat of vermin in the campaign, and I really want to find an annoying top hat for him to wear to represent that. In the meantime, that's it for me. Thanks for listening, and happy forging. Welcome to the campaign after the campaign. This is not another D&D podcast. Welcome back to Bahumia, everyone. Bahumia. Nice. I'm your Dungeon Master, Brian Murphy, joined by Jake Hurwitz. Hard one, Surefoot. Emily Axford. Moonshine Sabin. Slinging sass and annihilating ass. <laughs> <laughs> Powerful. And of course, Caldwell Tanner. Beverly Togold V. Uh, technically an atheist now, I guess. Oh, boy. Yeah. Interesting. Didn't, not, not by choice. Well, not no, you believe in Pelore. You just don't believe he's alive. <laughs> yeah, I guess I have no choice but to not believe in him because he's dead. <laughs> <laughs> and then we have our friends and reoccurring guests, Siobhan Thompson. Apple scrumper, one arm is better than none. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Facts. <laughs> and Zakoyama. Mavericks the unschooled. You don't really have to lie to people you're about to kill. <laughs> uh, guys, let's go ahead and do a little recap. So last week, the band of boobs were split up. Hard one, Moonshine and Apple defeated the final form of Akarat, shoving him ass first into a sphere of annihilation. <laughs> Mavris fended off a crew of assassins who tried to off the survivors of Theala's trap. Beverly was knocked out by Theala and unknowingly used in a ritual. When he awoke, he found Erlen next to him, not breathing. Beverly cast Revivify, jolting the green teen back to life. The reunion was not happy, however, when Erlen revealed what he saw when he was on the other side, whispering to Beverly, she killed him, Palor is dead. And that's where we are now. So Bev, you are... With Erlen in this cave, there are dozens of candles. This ritual has just taken place. You see Erlen is rocking back and forth. Do you feel it, Bev? We d- we don't have the light anymore. I don't... I don't feel anything. Did she use us? Did she use us to commune with him? How did she do it? When a follower of Pelor dies, they ascend and they, they meet him on the outer plains. I was 
in a dark place when I died, and so I went towards the light. A cracked door to Pelor's heavenly kingdom. With the power of her ritual and her mages, she was able to essentially sneak in behind me. And then she used you to kill him. What do you mean? What do you mean she used me? Pelor shares his power, shares his light with all of his followers. Casting a spell like Revivify is a, is a powerful spell. It uses up a lot of light. That was the last thing I saw. We were in some heavenly abyss. She and all her followers had attacked Pelor. Then as I felt myself being called back to the material plane, I saw Pelor weakened and Theala thrust with her sword. I wasn't there for the final blow, but I feel it. He's dead. I... She's taken the light for herself. Does she have his heart? Is that what this was all about? She does now, I feel it. I fall to my knees and just kind of embrace him. Yeah, you see Erlen is sobbing and he just leans into you. We're gonna get through this. There are other gods. We have strong friends. This isn't the end. It sure feels like it, Beth. <laughs> it's the end of the world. Yeah. But I'm glad you're here. I wish I wasn't. If I wasn't brought back, Pelor would still be alive. Don't talk like that. It was my hands that did this. Unwittingly or not, it's on me. No, no. You're, you're, you're right, Bev. Not about it being on you. It's, it wasn't me, it wasn't you. It was her. It was her. It was Theala. This is just one more wrong we've got to right. I try to stand up. Uh, you stand <laughs> up. You feel... You do feel physically weaker because as a, as a paladin, you are filled with the light. It is the magic that gives you strength. So it's not like you are... You are physically injured from being knocked out, but you are also feeling weak just from the absence of strength. Can I reach out to the Dusk Mother? Yes, you may. Um, go ahead and make a um, religion check with advantage. Cool. Twelve. Twelve. <laughs> That's, Still got it. I didn't say it, but I was like, I feel a nat 20 coming on, and I was wrong. <laughs> Sometimes uh, the dice tell their own story. Yeah, I know, and I do. don't turn the channel. I don't like the story. Yeah, um, Bev, you kind of hold your sword out and try to power it up as 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 you would for a smite or something and you don't feel anything you don't feel any connection to the light at all she's my sword we're on our own we're gonna cut over to osmodia um Woo, everything's going 
going great. Uh, ass in the box. That was epic. Absolutely Dude, his, savage, his Belmar. Ass, his ass got blown guys, up. Yo, y'all are crazy. It's so funny over there. What's yeah. up? Scrumper, hey, give me a high 10 because you oh. can do it now. I love it. High nice. 20, I, I jump up in the air on my mud board and high five with my feet. <laughs> it kicks me in the chest, but I like it. You guys, so you guys have just defeated Akarat. The orcs feel the influence of their god waning, and they begin to lose their bloodlust. You see from atop the tower. Wait, can we hijack their bloodlust? <laughs> hijack their bloodlust? Yeah, I'm saying, can we use these orcs and have them attack the all the chosen? Uh, perhaps. <laughs> uh, you want to like get down and try to rally them to your side? Yeah, I'm going to take this brain and the vest. <laughs> okay. Spoils. You bloody orcs, listen up. Moonshine Sybin's got something to say to you, so you bloody better bloody listen up. I, I clang on the, my wood block. Okay. Announcement. So there is a full war going on as you guys just scream into the canyon. It's pretty loud. It's like yelling into the Grand Canyon or something. There's a bit of an echo. It's pretty loud. It's a floating um, city. Yeah, just a, a, there's a floating city being pulled at by chains. There are people fighting. The orcs are losing at this point. The Eladrin and elves are starting to push them back. Um, you see the orcs are retreating. As they retreat, go ahead and give me a <laughs> persuasion check with disadvantage. <laughs> as you, as uh, I at, give her the help, actually. At, okay, so just a regular roll. <laughs> okay. Six. <laughs> <laughs> and the dice are back to telling the story. Ah, uh, the narrative. I crap. literally rolled one of my dice is rolling cheeky today. Like when <laughs> the first two rolls that I tried it out before we played, it rolled a one and then a twenty. So I was like, "You have some personality." <laughs> yes. So I specifically chose this one. For um, it. Moonshine, you see, as the orcs are running away, just a crew of them look up and see you and Apple on the side of the tower screaming <laughs> down at them uh, and you see one of them turns and looks at you and isn't looking where they're going, rolls their ankle on a rock trips forward and just breaks their neck on another rock you know what, I think they're too weak to be our army <laughs> you guys see the elven army um, begin celebrating, begins letting up cheers, you see dwarves celebrating with elves it's a beautiful thing Rah, rah. Okay, round them up. Where's Erdan? Where's Mama? Where's Mima? Where's Lucanus? So before you can get to anyone, or I'll say you're able to get down to Lucanus and Mima. So you guys run down the tower. Oh, before we left, did I grab two the two remaining vests? I, <laughs> do you want to reach into the box and try to grab the vests? Oh, they were in the box? I thought oh, they were so yes, there nearby. is this, uh, atop the tower, there is this chest that had this darkness within uh -huh. that destroyed Apple's arm. When she oh yeah, we in. should take that with us, absolutely. Should we throw it in the bag of holding? Yeah, that sounds cool. Is uh, it just gonna though, if the yeah, bag if, jostles around? Yeah, I don't think we should just, put it in there. I think we should just carry it down. Can we tie it up All right, real let's nice. carry let's... it and bring it to Meemaw. Okay, so you guys descend the steps of the tower. You guys get down to the bottom as you hear cheers erupting in the canyon below. Um, you see Meemaw and Lucanus have defeated their golems down here. Yeah. 
Uh, and Mima turns to you and goes, Y'all got treasure? We didn't get any treasure from ours. There's Do two n- garments of clothing in this box. <laughs> Unfortunately, also, it, will, it will bite your arm off. It bit my arm off. Yeah, you yeah. see Mima goes, she's, she's no, very no. moonshine. Like, she like goes to just reach no, in. I slap her hand away what? like she's reaching for Oh, you don't want to share food. the vests? No, we can't get How'd to the vests. How'd you know they were vests? <laughs> There's, it's a I heard y'all yelling about this. <laughs> I heard him saying something about the cut of the vest. <laughs> that was weird. That was, that was a weird thing to hear, devil yell. See what Belnor's wearing. You see that thing? Yeah, check this out. Yeah, this used to, the devil used to have this. This is my damn thing now. Opa Balmor this is my, style. My damn vest. Um, as you guys are reunited with Mima and Lucanus, suddenly, all at once, every light in the city goes out. Every torch, every arcane globe in Gladeholm goes out as if a single massive breath just blew them all out. Uh, You hear cries of confusion and terror uh, before it lowers to just a murmur of confusion. And then you see that the night sky begins to lose its stars. (gasps) Mima, is this normal? This is really weird. I thought we beat Akarat. Perhaps he was so powerful that it created sort of like a, a, a cosmic earthquake, you know, like a like a some sort of sort of maybe his phylacteries were the stars. I've never been to Osmodia. This might open. just be the night. Oh, this second is, night. It yeah. could be second it could be night. Second. It's not second night in Osmodia. Look how this pipes up. Just throwing out. It's not okay. I thought it sounded good. We're just spitballing. We're just spitballing. We're spitballing. But it's not that. What is it? I don't know. This oh, is weird. That's weird to just say. Well, if you don't it's know what it is, that, then it could be second night. <laughs> yeah, we're pitching ideas here. Lucana. I mean, I don't feel like Pretend. we've heard anything better uh, than second night. Yeah, I'm going to so. say it's second night in Osmodia. <laughs> Moonshine, what do you make second? another announcement? <laughs> <laughs> I hold them to <laughs> brains in the vest. And I said, Y'all, it is second night. Nope. Please proceed to your second night festivities. <laughs> You hear another orc fall. <laughs> Just breaks his neck. Uh, I don't guys, know how to lead these people. Um, you guys saw when the torches and the lights in Gladeholm went out. The sky was brilliant a second ago um, because all the lights were out, so the stars were super bright. But then they begin to disappear one by one until there is total darkness. And then you see a single shining beacon in the sky and this feels a lot like what happened in Gladeron when you saw Thiala ascending into the sky right uh, I've got dark vision can I see more than just a single ray of light I've, I've got also dark got vision dark too. vision dark vision doesn't even help here this wow. is a like magical removal of light from the world fucked up you see that Thiala has taken to the sky Ugh, and is projecting for all of the world to see. Is Uh, it a projection or is it her? She is so far away that she looks like just a tiny star in the sky, but occasionally it flashes into a huge projection of her. It's like it's happening in your mind. Um, You know it's her, you can sense it, but she looks different than she did before. Uh, She still has her 
humanoid kind of body shape, but her skin has gone from being a pale complexion to being so bright white that she looks like she's made of radiant energy. Uh, she still wears the pristine white armor, but her yellow hair is now bright gold like starlight. Above each of her eyes, she has a golden orb that is set into her forehead um, and is super bright and glowing. And you hear her speak with a booming voice that shakes the land. The earth quakes and distant waves crash with the ebb and flow of her voice. She is so bright that you can now see the faces of all the Eladrin elves, dwarves, and orcs below that just look up at her in wonder. Free people of Bohemia, you've done it. You've saved the world. Akarat has been defeated. Congratulations. But I ask you, now that the devil is dead, what happens? I'll tell you, robbers will continue to rob, cheaters will continue to cheat, killers will kill, and evil will keep going on like it always has. You can kill a demon, you can kill a devil, but you cannot kill the evil that lives in every person's heart. You can't, but I can. Your gods have abandoned you. They created this place and then they left. I am the only God born here, the only God that walks this plane. I will not abandon you. I will save you. But first, Bohemia needs to be cleansed. For a bone to heal, we need to set it. She lowers her hands and closes her eyes. You feel the earth begin to shake. It immediately begins raining, torrential downpour, thunder and lightning. Anyone who wishes to join me now may reject their false gods and repent before they experience any more suffering. Um, Mavris, you also see this, um, but it's not like out Counter of spell. the sky. <laughs> she's, she's dead, she's dead. Counter she's spell gone. magic. Um, Bev, you also see this. Um, it is just like an image that's playing in your head. And you guys in Osmodia, as you're atop this tower, you see that as she's glowing and casting this magic and making the whole world shake, this torrential downpour, you see a smaller chunk of Eladrin elves and dwarves, but some of them, out of pure fear, just fall down and bend the knee. They just see a god and I they can't. They can't compete with that. I won't hold it against them. I won't hold it against y'all. I'll hold it against y'all. <laughs> Buck up, motherfuckers. <laughs> no, that's fine. That's fine. When you know, when we prove her wrong, I'm gonna be real. It's cool that you did this. Everybody who kneels is on a list. <laughs> Damn right. I don't know how to. I don't know. I how to can't write, but write it down, but I'm keeping it in yeah. my head. I'm gonna draw a picture of all y'all. Everyone is just <laughs> silent in awe, and you guys are just like yelling down into the canyon about them being cowards. Um. You guys do see that all of the orcs bend the knee. Because to them, 
any research you've done on the way their society works and stuff, they value who's like the strongest. Like orc chieftains, you can go in, challenge the chief. If you beat the chief, you become the chief. That type hey, of situation. Hey, orcs, how did that work if we are out for you last time, huh? Shh, shut up, shut up. <laughs> oh, you roll roll another ankle, bitch. <laughs> Gets up, what did you say? Fall, just falls and breaks his neck. God, you're fragile. <laughs> Brittle bones. I feel um, like I feel like she's giving us promises, but where's the policy, right? Oh yeah, where's hey, she, the policy? Oh, you're, you're gonna deliver us from evil? Yeah, there's no policy. <laughs> yeah, she's promising to be a goddamn chaperone. <laughs> I don't want a chaperone. No, I'm gonna. Guys, go ahead and give me a persuasion. <laughs> she can't even get a continue. I rolled a nat twenty. Okay. Whoa. <laughs> um, hard one. You see, a few alad, like three Aladrin, and five dwarves stand up. Yeah. yeah. Right. I don't He's mind right. where the gods leave us alone. I, I want to hear the plan first. <laughs> uh, but you, yeah, you do see this massive army of orcs of Albenthony, some Eladrin, um, some elves, and some dwarves. Um, but for the most part, they all just stand kind of slack-jawed. And Theala continues, and she goes, To all who have asked for forgiveness, I forgive you, my children. You see a flash of white light, and after it's gone, anyone who just bent the knee is dead. Thousands of corpses just collapse and Are fall they down below. Undead? Uh, you can cross all those names off the list, I guess. Can I, I do guess so. an arcana check to see if it's like they're straight up dead or they're gonna come yeah, back? Yeah. Mm. Twenty-two. They are fully dead. They are actually dead. Uh, and what, one of the how, dwarves. How is that a fucking tactic to recruit an army? So all the orcs are dead. All the orcs are dead. Um, you see the um, yeah the the dudes who were convinced by hard one yelling go. Oh yeah, that's this is not a good plan at all. Not hey, into it. Hate to t- say it. Thanks. So, but. <laughs> um, and Theala continues with a booming voice and goes, "My children will be reborn after I cleanse the world. The rest of you will have time." but you will be punished for your insolence. Oh, this is end of day shit. For 40 days, the world will ache, mountains will crumble, and the sea will rise to swallow the shore. I will return on the 40th night, and you will be judged. Where are you are worthy here in those 40 days? I'm going to heaven. I killed Pelor. Oh, so we have to stay here, and you're just going to a spa. Apple and Moonshine, uh, go ahead and give me wisdom saving throws. I turned to Lucanus and I'm like, holy shit, man. <laughs> uh, I got a 21. 19. 19. Okay. You guys are both deafened. Uh, we can, uh, actually, we can be, yeah. Just because I'm deaf doesn't mean I can't shout at you. <laughs> it just means I can't hear what you're saying back, so I'm assuming that you're just happy with it. <laughs> I sign uh, to Apple Scrumper a big thumbs up. Can it's we still report spores? We can, right? Yeah. You sign a thumbs up? <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, you, can still spe- you can still speak in your head, okay, certainly. Um, and you see uh, she turns and you guys feel her gaze on you and she goes... But we can't hear this anymore. <laughs> no, she's speaking in your head. Oh, she's speaking to everybody in their head. All right. A loophole. Um, if you are worthy, when I return, you may live in this what new world. What you're not worthy? You what have fought me, and you have lost. I never fought you. I you don't know who you are. I have not met you. Who are you? Who yourselves. are you? Who are you? 
Uh, you see she disappears in a crack of lightning as it lights up the sky. In that flash, Moonshine, Hard One, Bev, and Balnor, but you guys don't really know this. I'm assuming he says holy shit as soon as it happens. You guys see four cloaked wraiths sitting atop horses, and one of them looks at each one of you guys. Um, they disappear. Which one looked at me? The one with the black horse. Which one looked at me? Uh, white horse. And yeah. me? Pale horse. Nice. Um, and you guys see after that flash of lightning, the four horsemen disappear. After this harrowing vision, um, you guys are immediately brought back to reality. The glowing arcane lights <sighs> of Gladeholm um, appear. You guys have your, um, you guys are able to hear again. The torches around Osmodia begin to go back up, but everything begins to shift as the earth breaks apart. There are giant fissures cracking in the ground through which boiling hot steam shoots up. Boulders begin falling out of the mountain. Uh, You see that as the earth shifts, the chains holding Gladeholm begin to yank it as the city shifts deeper into the canyon. Uh, Lucanus screams over all the rain. We need to get rid of those chains. I'll find whatever mage or item is powering them and shut it down. There must be some kind of shield on them or they would have been dealt with by now. The rest of you, break those chains. Okay, okay. Uh, You see Lucanus disappears. Um, Real quick, we are going to cut over to Iron Deep. Oh, God. (laughs) So, uh, as I was saying, (laughs) (laughs) we need a name for this crew. (laughs) Before she interrupted me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, you see, um, uh, Cobb's just like looking up and wonder, what the fuck? What are you talking about, man? So I got a couple of options. Gugon Gang, because we killed the goo thing. <laughs> Gugon uh, Gang? Yeah, yeah. Mavs, uh, lads. Uh, Mavs, lads. <laughs> sort of, uh, you know, uh, uh, Second Night is a good, good one. Second Night? <laughs> Let's go with Gugon Gang. Gugon Gang? Yeah. All right, we good? Okay. <laughs> okay. So, Mavericks, you have just seen all of this and you are in a bad spot you are in a city inside of a mountain there are powerful magics that protect the city but not enough to stop the actual apocalypse um the cave walls above the city are shaking the ground beneath you begins to crack dwarves all over the city, um, ones who had been fighting like, you know, henchmen of Akarat and stuff, like zombie dwargers and stuff, start rushing out. Uh, you see there are rows of columns that mark the entrance of the city, like out into the valley. Mm-hmm. You see um, that there are crumbling pillars as dwarves are trying to hightail it out of there. And as you see all of this chaos, um, you see a crew of dwarves are running the opposite direction towards the mines, and one of them is yelling out to dwarves as they pass and goes, the children, the children from the dwarfenage are in the mines. They're hiding back there in the safe room. We thought we were gonna be invaded. Um, And that team is crushed by falling rocks. Mavris, you have a choice here. (laughs) It is easier to just get out or you can go run into the mines. Um, but you see Cobb goes, I'm gonna go in after him. Y'all get out of here. And um, Red looks at him and goes, 
I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty fucked up. I'm not going to be much help to you. And Egwene goes, well, I'm, I'm going with you, Cobb. I'm not going to leave. And Cobb goes, no, you you need to help Red. You need to go get the airship. Be, you need to get up in the air. We got to go help people. Um, and Red goes, yeah, Egwene, me and you, we'll get the ship. We'll be waiting for you. Um, okay, Cobb, I'll go with you. All right, brother. This seems rad as hell. <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep it light. Uh, holds up for a predator handshake. <laughs> we just claps his arm so hard. <laughs> uh, you guys do a predator handshake as Red and Egwene run off towards the crumbling pillars and the entrance to the city. Um, then we are going to cut over to Bev and Erlen. You guys are in a simpler situation. You guys are just more beat up than anyone. Yeah. But you have a more direct path out of here. I'm actually going to say that in the amount of time that you guys have had talking about Pelora and stuff and kind of recovering, you yeah. guys have had enough time for like a half a short rest. Half a short rest. So go Great. ahead and roll half of your hit dice. Um, as we're resting, I say to Erlen, I really hope that Theala wasn't broadcasting to everyone because I know my friends would say some real stupid shit to her <laughs> and it would not go well for them. So just like hopefully that was we were just hearing that in our head and no one else was hearing that. Right. But uh, chances are bad. So I we got to get out of here. I was quietly flipping her off. But... <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I was like envisioning a giant hand of Pelor with the middle finger raised. Let's go ahead and do half a short rest. Half a short rest. Yep. Uh, can I take a moment to roll yes. that? Thank so you. Um, Erlen is going to do the same thing. Everybody go ahead and roll initiative. Okay. Ooh. Seventeen. Fourteen. Fifteen. Oh, yeah, twenty-three. Four. All right, guys. Uh, so the way this is going to work, we will start with the folks in Osmodia. Instead of dealing with rounds and rounds of you guys taking dash actions as you rush to the city to break the chains, we're going to use a more fun mechanic. Uh, you guys will roll to see how many cataclysmic events you encounter as you travel. Then once we're in combat and you're attacking the chains, you'll roll a new cataclysmic event at the start of your turn. So there are four chains spread pretty far apart. You will probably need Need to split up. You have Meemaw, Balnor, and you three. Okay. Um, Merp, my hat has telekinesis, right? Um, yeah. Can I use the telekinesis to control the the sphere that we just received from Akarat? Yeah. Okay, sweet. Oh. I'm gonna fucking fling this uh, sphere of chomping shit up with my telekinesis. Oh no. By fling, I mean I like slam it yeah, down. No. Slam dunk it down. Um Okay, so Moonshine, you use your telekinesis yeah. and you sense the presence of this sphere, the sphere of annihilation that is hiding in this chest. You use your telekinesis to pull out this black orb of negative energy out of the chest, and you see it floating there I in the air. I am picturing this so Breath of the Wild right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> so Moonshine, you are able to control this. Do you still want to move anywhere? Uh, I feel like you should, maybe we should go to one of them and you should do the rest just in case Okay. Something messes up with it. At least we're moving. Why don't you two go towards one and Mima and Balnor can do the other? So Hard One and Apple are going to go towards one. Balnor and Mima make off towards the other chain. Moonshine runs towards the city while holding this fucking Spear of Annihilation. <laughs> if you have any more telekinesis, there's two vests in there. <laughs> oh, good call. 
With, with my other telekinetic arm, I search for the vests. <laughs> <laughs> there are no vests in there. He was lying. Wow. Oh, my God. Acura? It was just final The sphere of annihilation. I'm Tr- glad The greatest that. trick of all. <laughs> we all was right. Evil will just keep going on. Convincing the world that the vest did exist. Um, okay, since Apple and Hard One are together... We are going to just have you guys go on the same turn. So um, Apple or Hard One, you guys are dealing with the same cataclysmic events. So one of you go ahead and roll me a D6. You go ahead. Three. Okay. So that is a total of eight cataclysmic events that you guys are going to run into on the way to this chain. So many. Just Um, a quick eight hurricanes. um, Go ahead and... We'll be better friends for it. Great. (laughs) So um, Apple and Hard One taking off two um, super athletic, strong, buff people. Um, Go ahead and roll a D10. Seven. That is lightning. Um, A bolt of lightning strikes at your feet. Uh, Guys, go ahead and give me dex saving throws. Shout out to the two crew, but I'll use my other uh, indomitable. Okay. I'll re-roll. I got a 16. Fuck that shit. (laughs) An 11. 11. Um, Apple, you are able to roll out of the way. Hard one, you take 14 damage of lightning damage. You guys guys continue (laughs) continue to run, ground breaking around you. You guys, you're electrocuted. Not electrocuted, that means you're dead. You're shocked. Um, Go ahead and roll another d10. It's a one. One. There's falling debris. Um, some rocks fall down from a wizard's tower as it collapses. Go ahead and give me a deck saving throw. A good enough one will make you take zero damage as you roll out of the way. God Another damn. one will make you take half. 22. 12. 22. Hard one, you completely get out of the way. Yeah. Apple's going to take this one. This is a little competitive. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Apple, you take 13 damage from a falling boulder. Great. Hav to seven. Let's roll another event. D10. Another seven. Seven, lightning crashes, lightning crashes. Uh, go ahead and give me deck saves. Don't sing. You guys try to get out of the way. God Another 22. Damn. I got an eight. That is, uh, you take 12 lightning damage as you're struck by a lightning bolt. That's just going to be full. With my totem, I'm only not resistant to psychic damage. I'm, right I'm on. resistant to everything. Um, you <laughs> grin and bear it. Uh, <laughs> go ahead and roll another d10. That's another seven. Wow. Another seven. Jeez. Lightning crashes. Deck save, baby. You guys are in the lightning zone. You see, the wild as well. hard, hard yeah. one is uh, accidentally rolling. holding a um, lightning rod. <laughs> I really should let go of this yeah. thing. <laughs> I got a 15. I got a nine. Uh, nine does not pass. That is 11 damage, hard one. Um, you do not take any damage. Apple, go ahead and roll me another cataclysmic event. That is a 10. That is a 10. You find a clear path and have advantage on your next hey, roll. Hell yeah. That's for both of you guys. Uh, roll another d10. Uh, yeah, you guys find a clear. That's another d10. That's, That's another, another d10. 10. You guys find like a path of rocks that is staying steady, that is together. Oh, yeah. um, there's a fissure further away that's moving, but you guys are able and to I let go of the lightning the rod. Side. <laughs> right. You let go of the lightning up. rod, you drop it into the crack, never to be seen again. Uh, give me another d10. Go ahead. Two. Two. That is a fissure. Go ahead and give me a deck save as the ground beneath you with breaks advantage. and cracks apart with advantage because of um, the good uh, I got a 19. The good path. 19. 14. Hard one, you have fallen in this fissure. As you scramble out, you are going to get disadvantage on your next roll. Got it. Um, okay. That is one more cataclysmic event, maybe. Um, go ahead and roll me another d10. That's another two. 
Another two. That is another Fisher. Uh, go ahead and roll a um, another dex check. With disadvantage for me, right? With disadvantage for you, hard one. I got an 18. 18, you pass. Ooh, I got an 18. Uh, you pass as well, hard one. Um, you both dodge out of the way as you guys reach your chain um, that is covered in these glowing red runes radiating with energy. You guys arrive at one of them. We are going to cut over to Moonshine. All right. Moonshine, go ahead and roll me um, a d6. Okay. Two. Two. That is seven. Cataclysmic events. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll a d10. Ten. Ten. Yes. That's a clear path. Advantage on your next roll. Five. Five. The ground crumbles beneath you. Um, mm -hmm. Go ahead and give me a strength saving throw. Strength saving throw. Yeah, you step onto um, ground that's weak and it begins to give out. You're trying to like push up to keep going. Dirty 20. Dirty 20. <laughs> um, like a cat, you <laughs> land on all fours and just pounce forward. Yeah. Uh, you are good. <laughs> uh, give me another D10. Six. Six. Uh, ooh, this isn't a good one. Um, there is a sudden- Oh, really? The other ones are good ones? The other ones are great. Um, <laughs> there's some gas that comes through this crack in the earth um, and a nearby fire lights it and there's this wall of fire. Go ahead and give me a deck saving throw. Dirty 20. <laughs> Dirty 20. Moonshine, you take zero damage. <laughs> you pounce like a cat and jump over the wall of fire before it can get too high. For the record, I still have my bardic inspiration, so nice. that is in my pocket. Go ahead wow. and give me another d10. Uh, Moonshine, you continue to bound forward towards the city. Five again. That is um, the ground crumbles beneath you. Go ahead and give me a strength saving throw not to fall. Gonna use my bardic inspo. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> um, you fall. Um, you have disadvantage on your next roll. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll me another d10. Uh, you slip in. You um, feel your leg sink into this deep hole as the ground beneath you breaks. Three next. Okay. Next is a three. Boiling hot steam bursts from the ground. Ooh. Go ahead and give me a constitution saving throw with disadvantage um, because you're stumbling forward after getting your leg caught. <laughs> I've never seen you make that face before. <laughs> so Oh, that's good though. 18. 18, okay. This is already halved 10 damage. Okay, um, I have a question. Am yeah. I still, fungal form lasts an hour. Do you think I'm still in yes. fungal form? Okay. Um, nice. One more cataclysmic event. Go come ahead. On, come on, one more find the path. Eight. Damn, Eight. I got a who's who. I sussed out <laughs> all your cataclysmic <laughs> events. Sharp rocks burst from the surface of the ground. Go ahead and give me a deck saving throw. Beautiful. 21. 21. You don't take any damage. You, um, Dang. you're, I am a god. <laughs> you are sure footed. Uh, you step on the sides Learned of these the pointy myth. rocks, um, and you are able to glide through it. Um, and you get to the city proper, and I'll say you position yourself like between two between, chains, yeah. and you are able to use telekinesis to send the sphere flying at one of the chains. We are going to cut to Bev and Erlen. Okay. Um, Bev and Erlen have gotten a little bit of time to rest up, but they're both beat up at the moment. They can't reach the Dusk Mother, so they've got no light at all. They've got no spells. Um, Bev, go ahead and roll me a D4. D4, that's not many numbers. 
That's not as many. You're not um, traveling as far as these. Yeah, guys are we um, still underground at this point? Yeah, you're in this cave. Oh goodness! You gotta get. You gotta get out. Uh, that's a one. That's a one. That's the best thing you can get. You sure have is. five cataclysmic Ooh. events. <laughs> uh, go it's ahead five. and roll a d10. All right. I feel like this is punishment for all the times we've said we liked rolling dice. Yeah. <laughs> I so actually fun. thought it was really fun. <laughs> uh, that's a two. Bev, you grab Erlen. You guys start running uh, towards the hall as this cave begins to fall apart. Um, boulders come crashing down. You see, as you guys enter this hallway, the ground suddenly cracks and there's a fissure. Go ahead and give me a dex saving throw. Can I add my shield bonus to this? Uh, no, it's not. Um, Makes sense. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> That's Beverly. Uh, <laughs> uh, Dex save, you said? Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's going to be a four. <laughs> Sweet. Um, you and Erlen oh, are both no. not, are both not dexterous. Uh, I am going through my Rolodex of gods in the Pantheon, just like reaching out to anyone. Do this, do this, do this. You are no, 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 You're like four. a you're like a up late drunk on Tinder, being yeah. like, who's up? Yo, anyone? Who up? <laughs> Uh, so you, you like, any I'll gods want to watch a movie? Right now. <laughs> you and Erlen both fall in this fissure. Um, you guys fall and crash into the ground for 15 damage. Ugh, okay. Um, but you guys don't miss a beat. You just hit the ground hard. Ow! I rolled my ankle, dude. It's okay. Here, I've got some ace bandages. Thanks. I'm actually not feeling it that much. God died today, so in retrospect, it wasn't that bad. Sure, yeah, it's, running. A, it's a blip. It's a blip. Um, you guys keep running forward. Um, go ahead and roll another d10. Okay. That's a 10. Hell yeah. A Is 10. Good, you find terrain? A, a clear path, good terrain down nice. here. Wow, it's actually really nice at the bottom of the fissure. Oh, yeah, this is lovely. Wow, this is great down it's here. Really smooth sand. <laughs> uh, another D10. Okay. That's a seven. Seven. Lightning. Lightning. <laughs> we're inside. You guys are inside. Uh, I'm going to say. All right, give that's me, proof overpower. I convert. A, give me a pure luck check, Bev. I'm going to say a one through a five. There's like a crack in the ceiling and like you just have terrible fucking. Yeah, I just look up. Yeah. Oh, look, we can climb out that crack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Oh, it's a 19. 19, Yay! you're good. Okay. Right, cool. um, you don't get advantage on the next roll, um, but you do not get injured as you guys continue to run. Give me another d10. Okay. Uh, it's, it's another seven. Another seven. Another crack in the ceiling. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll uh, another d20, a luck check. It's so high up, if only we could climb. No, nothing bad could happen here. <laughs> this fissure's heaven, Bev. <laughs> Is... <laughs> Is it high enough that I could like misty step up to this crack in the ceiling? You can't. You don't have any spells. I have a. a you don't have a god anymore. Oh, I don't have a god anymore. Yeah. Right. I keep forgetting. <gasps> cool. <laughs> um, can I contact Pendergreen to see if he'll spot me a spell slot? Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, go ahead and make a religion check. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, Fendergreens is religious. <laughs> Become a warlock. Uh, that is another four, but my uh, religion is five, so nine total. God. <laughs> you don't even hear Pendergreens. What? Pendergreens! <gasps> Come Pendergreens, on! Pendergreens, are you okay? I just want to snuggle. <laughs> but Jen, you hear him in your sword. You're a war. Oh, okay, sorry. There's uh, like a bunch of cataclysm going uh, on right now. Do you feel that? Do you feel the shaking? No. Uh, you don't feel anything. It's oh, bad. I feel shaking. I'm actually in a car right now. <laughs> Wait, you got last time I talked to you, you got into a serious car accident. <laughs> that wasn't canon. <laughs> what? You're right, you're right. Uh Bev, give me a luck check to uh, see if the I already one. rolled the luck check. It's a seven. A seven. You're fine. I said one through Lucky five. Lucky number seven. Okay. All right. Um go ahead and give me another D ten roll. Cool. Uh that's a four. 
Uh, oh boy. Okay. Um, go ahead and give me a con saving throw. You see, um, right. uh, there are more cracks in the walls and you see some kind of smoke starts pouring through just dust and everything. Uh, give me a con saving throw or your vision will be blurred. Okay. Ooh. I pull out my, <laughs> <laughs> that's my third four, uh, oh my plus God. two. Uh, so <laughs> six total on my no, con save. You six. gotta vet your dice ahead of playing like I do. I you like roll, the dice wild. You roll them all, and mm-hmm. you see who's rolling interesting, and you see who's rolling well, and you see who's rolling consistent. You obviously haven't pickled anything. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so Ben, um, I like you're, organic. You are suddenly blinded by like this explosion of dust that comes out of the wall. Oh, um, dust! But you feel <laughs> Erlen grab your hand. and and goes, come on, dude, I'll lead you out. We gotta get out of here. I can't see anything. <laughs> oh, I'll lead you. Okay. Uh, he's, he drags <laughs> you some shades. You feel Erlen grab you and pulls you through this fissure. Um, you guys reach the other end and you're able to scramble up some rocks. Babe, you're starting to get your vision back, but it's blurry. Dude, you're the light in my tunnel. Dude, don't flirt with me right now. I'm sorry. See, you can see he's blushing. God's dead. I'm trying to get. I'm trying to make a move. All right, all right. Um, so Bev, you rush out of this cave. Uh, you guys finally get out from underground, um, and you hit the open air. Your vision is blurry, but it starts to come back, and you hear Erlen kind of gasp. He's he goes from holding your hand in a way that's like pulling you along to holding your hand in a way that's like, oh fuck, dude. Well. I'm glad we're here together, I guess. What? What is it? Do you, do you have like a some sort of solvent you can put in my eyes? Uh, just give it a sec. Okay. Um, I rub my eyes. You rub your eyes. Um, your vision starts to come back. Bev, you see that you are in Smuggler's Bounty. Um, you see that this like bar area and the area that had the inn with all of the rooms and everything is completely destroyed. Um, It looks like it was probably broken apart by this cataclysm, but you also see bodies of pirates, and you see the body of Hurog, the hill giant bartender, is dead. (gasps) He kneeled? Uh, He kneeled? No, no, no. He's, He's dead from being stabbed. It looks like the Chosen took you here to this remote island. Um, They had already cleared it out and killed everyone. So you see that there has been a slaughter here. You see that the ships and the docks have all been destroyed. Uh, There is all this driftwood in the water and broken down boats as uh, there's just this growing whirlpool of water that's pulling a bunch of the broken down boats down. Um, As the cave collapses behind you and you guys roll out onto the shore, you see a tidal wave heading straight for the island. I squeeze Erlen's hand. He squeezes your hand. It's at the end of the world, then I'm glad I'm here with you. Um, he pulls you in for a kiss. Uh, then, that is Mimo and Balnor. They are off doing their thing. Hey everybody, it's Emily here to talk to you about Mint Mobile. It's spring cleaning. We're getting rid of the things that don't serve us anymore, and you know what doesn't serve anyone? Expensive phone bills. If you'd like to declutter your finances, it's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk 
text and data for $15 a month. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network. You can use your own phone and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. That's mintmobile.com slash pawpaw. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash P-A-W-P-A-W. $45 upfront payment minimum required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speeds slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Goodbye, sweeties. Hey there, Nadpoles. This episode is brought to you by Aura Frames. Are you looking for the perfect gift to celebrate the moms in your life? Well, look no further. Aura Frames are the beautiful Wi-Fi connected digital picture frames that allow you to share and display unlimited photos. It's super easy to upload and share photos via the Aura app. And if you're giving an Aura as a gift, you can even personalize the frame with preloaded photos and memories. My mom, my mother-in-law, and my grandmother-in-law all have auras from me and they love them. So from grandmothers to new mothers, aunts, and even the friends in your life, every mom loves an aura frame named the best digital photo frame by Wirecutter and selected as one of Oprah's favorite things. Trademark, brother. Aura frames are guaranteed to bring joy to moms of all ages. They're easy to set up, they are the perfect gift, and they've got unlimited storage, unlimited photos and videos. You can invite as many people as you want to a frame. There are absolutely no hidden fees or subscriptions. How beautiful is that? And right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That is Aura, A-U-R-A, frames.com. Use the code PAWPAW at checkout to save terms and conditions apply. Thank you, everybody. Then we're going to cut over to Mavris and Cobb. Mavris, go ahead and roll me a d6, baby. Cool. Okay. Do, should I say if I wanted to use a spell prior to that? Uh, um, yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to do at a fourth level fly on me and Ma- uh, me and old Cobb. Sweet. You and Cobb start floating in the air. Oh, hell yeah. Yo, we're keeping it super light now. Man. <laughs> this, hey, you're, of feather. you're good. You're hey, good. You I should keep saying. doing that. Um, <laughs> yeah. should, you should pursue comedy. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> we'll talk more about it later. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a couple CDs that I'm going to try to sell you. One. One. Whoa. That's great. Okay. Ooh. So that is... Six cataclysmic events. So you and Cobb heroically fly into the mines. You see minecart tracks being pulled apart as the whole city shakes. Mm. Um, You see rocks and boulders falling from the ceiling. You hear the screams of dwarves deeper down. Um, Go ahead and roll uh, some d10s. Six. Six. There is a wall of fire. Flying is not going to help you. You see that there is a crack in the floor through which there's this explosion of like magma um, that flies up and the walls begin to catch fire. Go ahead and give me a dex saving throw. Uh, 21, and I'm also resistant to fire. You take zero already. Um, So you're able to fly through. Cobb does, though, take a big 20 damage. Um, So he flies right through the fire. Ow, can't take too many more of those. Cobb, I have a berry in my pocket if shit goes down. <laughs> Just remember that. is 
Good to know, brother. Ah, oh, I should have sent you with a hero's feast. I guess we weren't together oh, when yeah. you teleported. Uh, go ahead and roll me another d10. You and Cobb. Um, Cobb is currently on fire as you guys fly next to each other through these tunnels. Eight? Eight. That is sharp rocks burst from the surface of the ground. You guys are immune to this. Go Woo! ahead and roll another d10. You and Cobb fly up higher as sharp, jagged rocks um, appear below you guys. Sheesh. Uh, nine. You see that there is a crack in one of the tunnels through which gas starts pouring in. Go ahead and give me a con saving throw. 16? 16 passes it. Okay. You and Cobb successfully get through this gas. Oh, it smells like somebody forward in here, huh? <laughs> dude, did you beef? Dude, I didn't beef. Oh, man. Cobb, quit farting. We have I to get dude, those kids. I did it. I did it, man. Hey, you're hilarious. Dude. Hey, I'm just keeping it light. Hey, you got to keep it light. Uh, go ahead and roll me another d10. <laughs> Somewhere a hard one feels threatened for, no, for some reason. <laughs> Nine again. That is poisonous gas again. Go ahead and Oof. roll me a con saving throw. Um, dude, did you forward again? A cop makes the same joke. Uh, 14. <laughs> 14 is going to pass. This, oh. this, is, this is one of those real bad ones um, that has a low DC. Um, yeah. You and Cobb both hold your breath as you pass through this. Oh, it's rank. <laughs> uh, go ahead and roll me another D10. One. One. Falling debris. Go ahead and give me a deck save. As rocks fall down from the ceiling. Nat oh. one. Nat one. Okay. You and Cobb both fail this one. You only take five damage. I rolled terribly. Okay. Um, go ahead and give me another D10. This is your last one. Mm -hmm. The mining tunnels split into two up ahead, and you hear screams um, coming from one. So you guys fly that way. Go ahead and roll another D10. We're coming. Three. Three. Boiling hot steam bursts from the ground. I'm gonna say that's like a geyser that shoots up. Go ahead and give me a con saving throw. Another 14. 14 is going to be half. Cobb gets the same thing. You guys take 20 damage halved, so 10. Cobb is looking beat up, but he is okay. You guys fly forward through this tunnel. You see this crew of maybe like 20 dwarven kids with like ash covered bodies running forward like towards you guys uh, help help us hey we're uh we're uh <laughs> we're here to help baby <laughs> uh, you see rocks falling behind them as they're trying to outrun this avalanche behind them okay. um and then we are going to cut back up to apple and hard one uh, now you guys are at this chain, so you're trying to break the chain. At the top of your turn, you guys roll a d10. You guys are gonna, uh, everybody every turn has one additional one. That's a nine. A nine. You guys see that there is a um, crack in the ground beneath you through which gas spews. Go ahead and give me con saving throws. Oh, dang, I rolled a nat one. Yikes. Oh, no. Uh, um, I rolled 26. Hard one. You see Apple flat out passes out. Oh, my God. Just falls down and collapses. Uh, hey, hey. Hard one, that is your turn. You've got this giant chain right here. You see Apple has just fallen down and collapsed near Snubber. this like, poisonous gas. <laughs> um, world is coming apart around you. Okay. You see all of these like Aladrin and elves are trying to get into the city. People are shooting at the um, chains, but it does not appear to be doing any damage. They need to do like magic damage and these guys are not, you know, 
heroic adventurers like you guys. They're just regular soldiers. Okay, Scrum is just that chill, you know? Um, and let me go ahead and roll at the top of your turn to see if Lucanus has managed to get this, like, shield down that is... Um, yeah, that's my daddy! That is protecting it. I'm going to say first round, he's going to need to get, let's say, 15 or higher. You got it, daddy. That is a 16. Yeah! You see the runes that were around it stop glowing, and they are now just big old chains that are holding this thing in place. Got it. Um, um, so, hard one, that is your turn. Cool. I'll describe that to Scrumper when she wakes up because it was super cool. Great. <laughs> I'm going to swing my hammer three times at the chain. Sweet. Oh, God, that's not great. It's, uh, well, a 30, 19, and a 16. All of those hit. Oh, hey. Uh, go cool. ahead and roll your damage on three hits as you smash into the chain with your hammer. Three sixteenths, so 40... 48. 48. Um, and with the bonus action, can I sort of just kick Scrumper <laughs> in the leg? You kick her, she rolls over. She is, you can tell that she's breathing, that she's not like dead. Cool. You're good. <laughs> <laughs> that is Moonshine's turn. Okay. Got to roll that D10. Sweet. Um, so Moonshine, go ahead at the beginning of your turn. Roll that D10. 10. 10. You are all good. Um, so you toss the Sphere of Annihilation. Go ahead and roll 4D10. 14. You do 14 damage. Wait, that's all? I would do more with just hitting it. The sphere does less damage to, it does not destroy artifacts. So ah. this is actually just, I should bail on this and just attack. You can do it as like a bonus action and still swing your sword or something. Okay, can I swing my sword now? Yeah. Sweet. Sweet. I'm gonna go ahead, use Papa to give me advantage. Bam. I think I'm gonna great weapon master. Sweet. Moonshine, you pull back for a huge swing after the sphere of annihilation just in flies case I through it. it. Um, Okay, I got a 24. <laughs> Jeez, yeah. <laughs> I got a 19. Okay. <clears throat> Thank you, Papa. 28. Nice. Um, you can mess I this chain it? right up. Acid you can, damage, yeah. You can yeah. force it with acid damage. Another 18. Another 18. You break off. Um, you break off part of one of these giant links, but you see it's still hooked to the city. It is not. It is not done yet. Okay. Um, that is. But it is the weakest link. <laughs> <laughs> that Classic. is. That you remember is, that show, guys? <laughs> you all the biggest thing. Goodbye. <laughs> that is Bev and Erlen. Um, Bev okay. and Erlen are out on the shore. The caves behind them have been completely destroyed, and there is this giant tsunami heading towards them. Do I see any surfboards? <laughs> <laughs> um, go ahead and roll a perception check. <laughs> Y'all, that is the fourth four I've rolled. <laughs> Yikes. Um, why Why is the number four, like, haunting you? It's the, the four horsemen of the apocalypse. They've oh. come for us. There it is. Oh, um, Beth, you see a really rad-looking surfboard, but it has Pelor on it. Um, it's like a Pelor-branded surfboard. I can't. And it is shattered in half. No! <laughs> One of his holy relics. Bad omen, dude. It's extremely bad omen. Um, go ahead and give me a strength saving throw. Okay. Uh, oh, um, Erlen gets my aura on this, doesn't he? Yes, he, he does. Do cool. you still have your aura? Fuck, do I still have my aura? You don't. Oh. <laughs> Cord, are you out there? What's up, dude? <laughs> hey. You seem chill. That's my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you can have Melora. Take Melora. You know. Okay, uh, strength save? Yeah. 
Great. That's going to be uh, 17. Uh, I don't add four. So yeah, just 17. 17. Bev, you take half oh. of 60 damage. So you take 30 damage okay, still up. as a tsunami washes over Smuggler's Bounty. You and Erlen are thrown apart as the wave hits the island. Um, you are washed back and you're able to like grab on to some debris, um, but you see that the island is completely flooded and for now you can't see Erlen. It looks like maybe he did not pass his strength saving throw. Um, that is going to be Balnor and Mima. They're off doing their thing. We are going to cut to Mavris and Cobb. I can't believe I'm having an even worse time at Smuggler's Bounty. (laughs) (laughs) When we all died last time. Beefily slow gold strikes again. (laughs) It's stuck despite his best efforts. So, um, (laughs) Mavris, at the start of your turn, go ahead and roll a d10. One. One. Falling debris. Um, Go ahead and give me a dex saving throw. Nat one. Nat one. Okay. Cobb passes with flying colors. He does not take any damage. You take 12 damage okay. as rocks fall. And then you also see the tunnel up ahead collapses. Rocks fall forward and block the tunnel um, where the, the dwarfins were running in front of them. Um, you guys see rocks fall behind you. Um, you guys are like trapped in this tunnel. Go ahead and give me a perception check. Uh, 19. 19. Okay. You still hear them screaming, so they're still alive. They have not been crushed. Just your path to them has been crushed. Rocks fall and collapse the tunnel behind you, but uh, you're able to see a little bit of light. You see a crack of lightning from outside, and you see a little hole through the tunnel. It looks like the way in which like the mountain has been falling and crumbling, um, the barrier to the outside is thinner here. Uh, That is your turn. So you've got these dwarfins behind this wall. You've got a little hole um, through which which you can see rainwater and lightning. Oh, God. The fucked up thing is this is day one of 40 days. (laughs) Oh, God. Okay. Yeah, but like one of those days has got to be like a national holiday. (laughs) Can can you give me the distance a little bit? So like how far away are these dwarfins from me? The dwarfins are 20 feet away. They're close. And the the hole is above us kind of? The hole is not far from you guys either. This is all very claustrophobic and terrifying. Okay. You're in a little cave. (laughs) Do you think I would know if I was fireball or lightning would do more damage to that hole in this guy? Probably fireball. Okay. Uh, I'm going to also say I'm going to roll a d20 luck check because mm-hmm. Old Cobb is known to love explosives. So I'm going to say Whoa. 10 or higher. He's got some, like, dynamite. Yeah, did he have something. any of those potions left? <laughs> uh, let me let me find out. Oh, but he, does, he can't shove it in his gun. That's so sad. That's a 17. Yes, uh, you see Cobb um, pulls out some sticks of dynamite. Uh, do you mind uh, loud sounds and extremely close explosions? I absolutely love them. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe I'll work on getting the window here open. You get the kids, because dynamite, not great around kids. I learned that down at the Crick. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, uh, yeah, let's do it. Sweet. Um, Olcott is going to use his turn. You see he lights a stick of dynamite, tosses it near the hole. There's this huge explosion, I'm going to say. You and Cobb need to make deck saves to not oh, take shit. damage. <laughs> oh, no. 12. You take 14 damage. 
And I'm at 16. Okay, Cobb Ooh. Cobb fails as well. Cobb Cobb takes the same amount of damage. Cobb is at 11. Mm. Oh fuck, man, this is really bad. Um, but you see that he has blown a hole in this tunnel. You can uh, feel the rain now pouring in. See the lightning outside, and um, you do see airships like nearby up. Um, it looks like they're kind of like the rescue crew trying to help people. That's cool. Uh, so. That is your turn. I'm just going to cast a fourth level fireball at the rocks. Sweet. <laughs> See if I can just <laughs> knock them out of the way. Light the rocks on fire. Go ahead and roll damage and I'll have, a, I've got a damage threshold for this um, uh, wall of stone. 42 damage. Um, after Old Cobb uses dynamite in this tiny, tiny space, you shoot a fireball at a rock wall. On one side is you and Cobb, your friend. On the other side is Dwarfins. Um, explosion of rocks. You see some of the kids are knocked back. Whoa, oh no! Hey, kids. <laughs> uh, they all start rushing over to you. Um, you see they're, they're a little beat up, but uh, they look okay. It looks like they were in the same kind of position that you guys were in, where one side of the tunnel collapsed and the uh, part in front of them collapsed, so they were trapped, but you freed them here. You grab the kids, and you guys all start rushing towards the hole that Cobb created in the um, tunnel here. Uh, then we are going to cut over to Apple and Hard One. Apple, you spring back up. Great. And to be clear, I was incapacitated and not unconscious. Correct. Great. So you did not um, didn't lose, lose my any rage. HP. Mm. You didn't lose anything. Yeah. Great. You're all good. All right. Um, guys, go ahead and roll a D10. Okay. Oh, right. Yep. That's another seven. Another seven. Lightning, baby. Uh, go ahead and roll dex checks. You have two lightning rods? <laughs> Sorry, shit. I thought this was a walking stick. That's 21. Uh, that's uh, 10. Okay. Um, hard one. You are going to take 12 damage. Okay. Apple, you don't take any. Great. Just hard one gets hit by, <laughs> by just swinging into this chain. The chain is hit by lightning and he is shocked. <laughs> uh, you guys you guys may now take your cracks. Can I recklessly attack against the chain? Yeah. Great. Careful. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's no reason not to. The chain right? will attack you with advantage. Uh, I got a 30. And I guess this next one I'll do, I will also do great weapon master. Sweet. Um. Uh, yeah, I got a 10. Oops. Just a 10? Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay, so two and a three. you hit like a particularly strong part of the chain and don't do any damage to it with that hit. Um, but with the other one, you do what? 21 damage yeah, automatically? 21. Sweet. You slice into it. This chain is looking pretty messed up. What's the chain say? Ow. <laughs> <laughs> They're cute. Save them. Oh, no. Save them. 60 damage. 60 damage? Yeah. Wow. I hit on all three of my attacks. Hard one. Finish this chain. Yes. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> I holster my hammer and I hit it really hard with the wood block. <laughs> Chain shatters. Um, you see that part of the city stops being pulled down as kind of the canyon, the middle of the canyon is all like collapsing and falling in on itself. Um, that is... Moonshine's turn. Wait, hang on. There's one more chain, right? So there's, there's one that is not being attended to. Mm. Great. So why don't we go over to that one that's oh, sweet. not being oh, attended to? Yeah. Okay, yes. so you guys use your movement and you guys start running towards the other one. Can I can I truly pick Hob one up? Because I have the boots of speed <laughs> and I can fly. Uh, go ahead and make a strength check. Great. I'm 
quite light. Ooh, baby, that is a 26. Sweet. Oh. I'm going to say it's going to be faster for him to run when he's on the ground, but you can use your jump and carry hard one with you as you jump. You Great. probably say something like yaddle skedaddle. Uh, no, I just pick him up and go... <laughs> <laughs> and I and I am Weird. Uh, being cradled like a baby. There's no fireman carry. It's no piggyback. <laughs> you guys are struck by lightning again somehow. No, <laughs> carrying you like a lamb. Uh, Apple uh. jumps up into the air. Rain pouring all around you guys um, as you guys start to rush towards the other chain. Um, that is Moonshine's turn. All right, uh, I gotta, gotta roll my d10. Four. Four. Um, go ahead and give me a con saving throw. So since I got free passage on my last cataclysmic roll, do I get advantage on this? You get this? advantage on this one, yeah. 17. 17 passes. Uh, you see smoke starts coming out from a fissure in the ground near you. Hard one. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, it smells like hard one's fart, but other than that, it's pretty harmless. Cool. Uh, it smells rank. Uh, go ahead and make your attack. Okay, I got this, uh, I got this sphere of uh, doing dirty. Annihilation, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, from the mystic land of doing dirty. <laughs> 16 from doing dirty. 16 from doing dirty. Um, Moonshine, you use your mind, power of the thinking cap, to swing this sphere through the chain. Uh, you see it continues to weaken it. Oh, how weak it look. Very weak. Can I use my spores on it, my acid spores on it <laughs> yes. right now, and then oh. run over to the... Last right on. one. Um, Moonshine, you use your acid spores, and um, the last little bit of this link breaks off, um, and you see it freeze that part of the city. That chain is broken. And then I want to run over to that, the final one, and get my full action attack on it. As you run towards this other chain, Moonshine, go ahead and roll me a d4. A d4. Yeah, you're going to get some... Um, I'll take damage. Cataclysmic events as you as you run. Two. Two. Okay. That's just going to be two total. You're way closer okay. now. Um, give me a D10. Seven. Seven. Lightning, baby. Deck uh, save. Okay. <laughs> I fucking save. Uh, 21. Okay. You get out of the way. You save. One more. Six. Six. That is a wall of fire. There's another explosion of gas uh, and some fire lights it. Uh, another wall of fire. Go ahead and give me another deck save. 10. Moonshine, as you run through this wall. I run through the wall of flame. I'm not it's, I'm not hiding from it. You and Pawpaw like badasses just jump through the fire. Well, Pawpaw's in my fireproof bib yeah. on my overall. Well, he's got a little fireman's outfit on, clearly, so he's previously. Uh, you do take 18 damage. Okay. We have so many costumes in the bag of holding. Uh, Moonshine, you get to this chain. Okay, and then I'm going to use Pawpaw to attack. I'm going to do Great Weapon Master Sweet. with my advantage. 23. 23 hits. 32. Moonshine, you crack this chain with Rosaline, explosion of fire energy, and weaken one of the links. As and also you... I say, hey, hey, Scrumper, hey, Hard One. Yeah, you see Apple and Hard One coming down uh, from the rain. <laughs> they both look like they've been fried by lightning. I'm being held. Can I leave my, can I leave Rosaline on the chain so that if, and if like uh, a lightning strike happens again, that it'll electrocute the chain? No. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> um, that is Bev and Erlen's turn. We wet. 
Um, <laughs> Bev, you are now in flooded smuggler's bounty. You are able to hang on to um, some of this like wood here. Uh, go ahead and give me another strength saving throw at the start of this turn. Please. Just above a four. That's a seven. Um, goodness, that is going to be 11 total. That is a fail, unfortunately. Yeah. My God has abandoned me. What, what do you want me to do? <laughs> Bev, you are hit by another tidal wave. Um, you are flung back. You see the water climbing up over this piece of driftwood that you're hanging on to. No, 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 um, no, 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 no. Throws you through the air, um, and you hit the water oh. with the wood on top of you. Uh, you take 21 damage. Uh, I'm still up, luckily. Uh, cool. Ugh, at least it wasn't lightning. You're barely hanging on there, Bev, as you climb back on. Um, go ahead and give me a perception check. Cool. That's a nat 20. Yeah. There, we go. there we go. Um, Bev, with a nat 20, you see that um, in a similar situation to you, Erlen is super hurt and soaked barely clinging to consciousness, but he has found like a piece of a broken boat um, and is floating. He is hundreds of feet away in the other direction, getting like thrown in the other direction by the waves. Um, I shout to him as loud as I can. Erlen! <laughs> Dude! If we get through this, I'm taking you to Ruby Tuesdays! Do you want to make it official for real this time, dude? I thought you'd never ask. Will you be my boyfriend, Beverly Togold? Dude, yes! <laughs> uh, crack of lightning. Uh, then we are going to cut over to Mavris and Cobb. Mavris and Cobb rush out of this hole um, in the side of the mountain. We are still flying, I think. You guys are still flying. So you guys are flying, but there are like 20 kids, yes. and they're, they're sturdy kids. They're dwarves. <laughs> carry us! Carry us! God damn it. <laughs> These kids all weigh like 180 pounds! <laughs> How old are you? <laughs> One of the kids. I'm only 32! <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> my mind's blown. I've never considered this. <laughs> Alright, my 32-year-old children, come with me. <laughs> I'm younger than all of you. <laughs> You see the the other kids go, I'm 12, I'm 8, okay, I'm 15. Cool. Really, really changes my perspective on this whole day. Um, you guys start shuttling these kids outside. Uh, you see that the mountain has collapsed below you. Uh, you are on the edge of a cliff below you. The mountains have collapsed to make like a new valley here. Uh, you see dead chosen bodies and dwarves like reaching out as they disappear into dust and debris below. Um, oh, but geez. above you, you do see airships flying. Uh, at the beginning of your turn, go ahead and give me, roll me a d10. Three. Go ahead and give me a con saving throw as the ground cracks near you and boiling hot steam uh. explodes out. Ooh. Nat 20. Yeah. 20, you completely get out of the way. You're able to shield the kids. Um, you see Cobb, however, is hit. Cobb is hit by the steam. Um, he's burned badly, and you see he falls back and is unconscious. That is your turn. You see airships flying in the air near you. Um, so the ground is like crumbling beneath us? The ground is not actively crumbling where you guys are. You guys are basically... You guys are at a super high part of the mountain that is not broken off yet, but 
the areas near you have completely collapsed and mountains are becoming valleys as they crumble. Okay. Um, so you guys are like starting <laughs> to get kind of higher. All right. Uh, let's not fuck with this anymore. And I, I'm going to use Wall of Force to make a 10 foot by 10 foot cube. Sweet. So we could all just hide in a cube that no one can get through. Ooh. <laughs> nice. Um, so should be enough room to fit everyone, right? Right on. Yeah, there's only 20 kids. So you grab Cobb. Um, you grab the kids. You guys all get within this wall. Go ahead and give me a pure luck check. Unless you have anything else that you can do with like cantrips or anything. Because right now, none of these ships are specifically coming for you. Can or, I do that and then use green flame blade on my, my uh, yeah. staff as okay. a sort of a light? So go ahead and do a like charisma check with proficiency to try to wave your green flame blade within this like wall of force. Nat 20. Oh, yes. Jesus Christ. Mavris, as you wave your green flame blade, you see one of these ships looks like it was starting to, looks like it had just found another crew of people that were in a, a situation similar to you. And it seems to be heading towards you now. Doing like the, uh, uh, you know, traffic control <laughs> airplane guy, just waving my uh, staff. Um, Cobb is gonna do a death saving throw. Oh, can I throw him the good berry? Yeah! Uh, Cobb pops back up with one. <laughs> oh, that's a good berry. <laughs> right? <laughs> that is back up to Apple and Hard One. Now that we've all rendezvoused, are well, we rolling one cataclysm? So these guys actually need to roll a d4 as you guys are getting over to this other chain. That's a three. Okay, roll um, a d10. A three. Okay, that mm -hmm. is boiling hot steam burst from the ground. Guys, give me con saves. Good for the pores. Oh, fun. Apple doesn't need 13. it. 13. <laughs> 13, uh, you're gonna take full damage. 19. Half damage to hard one, you take 10 hard one. Um, you also take half because of your um, totem, right. so you also take 10. Um, go ahead and roll another d10. A six. Six. There's another wall of fire, an explosion oh, of fire. Um, as you guys try to get to this chain, go ahead and give me deck saves. Uh, 19. 18. That is 25 damage halved. You guys did a partial save. Um, so you guys take 13 damage. Great, so I take six. Right on. Um, one more D10. 10, come on, baby. Come or on. lightning, why not? <laughs> one. One, falling debris. Oh. Um, that, I'm gonna say, okay, the jumping only gets you 70 feet, so I'm gonna say you guys do have to do it. Uh, go ahead and give me deck saves. Oof, boy. Eight. Eight. God, I'm Nine. rolling so... Oh, wait, no, that's a 15. Uh, 18. Ooh. 18. Okay, you only take half apples, so you're only going to take a quarter. So 19 damage to hard one. I'm so fucked up. <laughs> hard one's super fucked up. That's four damage to... Oh, four damage for me? Yeah. Um, then you guys may make your attacks. First things first, I'm gonna second win. Right on. <laughs> Shit. Uh, you arrive, you see Moonshine is here already doing damage. I'd heal you, but it'd probably somehow heal Akira, you know? <laughs> I really wish it wouldn't deter you from healing. You know, I'm just gonna slap myself in the face a bunch in second win. Right on. Uh, Scrumper, by all means. Oh, right, I'll do that. Um, I'm also gonna great, I'm gonna reckless attack and I'm gonna great weapon master again on right on. my attacks. Holy uh, shit. 
I rolled a one, a one, and a two. You guys see Hard One gets down, slaps his face a bunch, uh, yells ow as he swings the hammer, toots a little bit. Fine, point taken, I'll heal you. Does a 14 hit this chain? What was that tantrum? Hard One did like a soccer player getting hurt. What was that tantrum? (laughs) I just want to be healed in the future. Uh, I got a 21 and a 14. Um, The 21 hits. Okay. Um... The, when you guys don't hit this, you hit it. You just don't hit like a weak point. It just Great. doesn't do effective damage. I dry my eyes. So that, <laughs> I was only doing two. So that's 31 damage. 31 damage. Yeah. This thing is looking messed up. That is Mimo and Balnor's turn. They're doing work. They're bashing this chain. Um, How are they getting along? Uh, they seem to be getting along famously. You hear oh, a lot of stop. laughs. That'd be cute. <laughs> yeah, not right trouble. for you, but I don't know. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> okay, Moonshine, that is your turn. Okay, um, I'm going to use that sphere. Sweet. The sphere of uh, whatever Annihilation? Yeah. 14. Sweet. Does it make the annihilation sound from the movie every time it attacks? Yeah. Like, oh. Yeah, really bassy, <laughs> trippy. Uh, yeah. Like, cool jam kicks in. Um, and then I'm going to cure wounds uh, hard one. Hey. 31. I thought you were never going to heal me again. <laughs> <laughs> I cradle him. I take I I take him from Apple. Apple is holding him like a baby, and I take him. <laughs> and my body basically stays limp, but I just reach my two arms out to be transferred smoothly. Here you go. Here you go. Here you go. We're one. like, you go. We're like you go. two new parents trying not to wake him. <laughs> hold the neck. Hold the neck. <laughs> um, and then I guess did I spores it? Did I do no, acid spores damage? Yet. Acid damage for 18. This thing is hanging on by a thread. Red, but All right, still there. and then little Pawpaw <gasps> is gonna try it and go in and seal the deal. Twenty-three. Ah, uh, that Dirty. hits. Yes. Does he put on a little hard hat? Ah, <laughs> uh, that's going to be a fourteen for Pawpaw. Moonshine, you see, you spores it with acid damage. You see, the acid eats away at this weak part of the link that Apple has hit and that the Sphere of Annihilation hits. Uh, and Pawpaw hops in there and bites away at the weakened chain, and the whole thing breaks. You see, the chain falls down limp. Um, three of the chains are broken. Um, and then we are going to cut over to Bev and Erlen. See, I told you he'll eat anything. Can't <laughs> <laughs> be good for his stomach. Um, you guys have had a rough go at it. Yeah. So I'm going to say now you are going to roll a d20. And one through five, you're going to get hit by another big wave. Middling roll, you'll get hit by a smaller wave for like less damage. And anything 11 or higher will be um, just rough waves, but no damage. Can I make one more appeal to uh, a god that I know is on the mortal plane? (gasps) Sure. Uh, I see all of these crashing waves, and I'm reminded of a time that Melora spoke to Moonshine. Oh my Uh god, I've never wanted to go (laughs) so badly! Uh, And I kind of close my eyes for a moment, uh, locking my head in the direction of Erlen, and I say... I know your ways are chaos and indifference, but you've been kind to my friend, and I could really use a little bit of that kindness right now. Omalora, wanderer of this plane, please aid us. 
Uh, okay, Bev, go ahead and make a religion check. And I will just say, all of this reaching out you're doing to gods and everything, they are not necessarily ignoring you. Like, right. the Dusk Mother isn't rejecting you. This is Theala has taken control of this plane, and it is more difficult than ever for people to reach their deities, essentially. Yeah. So go ahead and give me a religion check, and I'm going to say this is a DC 20. Oof. Okay. It's 3 a.m. The bar is closed. You're just texting different <laughs> gods. What's up? I'm in town. <laughs> okay. That's only a 15. Oh, I'm so sorry, Bev. I it's feel okay. like she let you down. I will say, Bev. It is what it is. With a 15, yeah. Um, you see that there is a giant wave, this tidal wave approaching you guys, about to slam you again. Um, you see it breaks earlier, um, almost as if two forces are fighting. Oh. Um, <laughs> and it just hits you with like a gentle wave and you just bob in the ocean. <sighs> Moonshine always said, a crashing wave is Melora winking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cool, so can I just do the roll now? Uh, oh, that that was the roll. Oh, so cool. the religion, yeah. the religion check essentially neutralized um, it. Um, neutralized it. <gasps> um, and I will say, if you want to like cure wounds yourself or oh. something, go ahead and make an, a religion check to be able to like heal yourself. Um, ooh, uh, maybe I'm just. I really am going. Uh, you don't have to. You, just because you haven't heard from somebody before yeah. doesn't mean you will every time. So you could do Dusk Mother. You could do Melora. It should be like a god you've had a connection to in some way. I think Dusk Mother again. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Go ahead and give me a religion check. I'm going to reroll that natural one. <laughs> I'm arguably lucky. Oh, uh, that's a 15 plus 5. That's 20. 20. Dirty. Um, so dirty. Uh, Filthy. As you call. That's that Melora stink on yeah. <laughs> As you call to the Dusk Mother, mm -hmm. you feel an unfamiliar light surge within you. You feel different, but you feel good. Uh, you may cure wounds yourself. You may cast spells. It's hip, it's different, but I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the 8-Bit book mode. Oh boy. I want to maybe save something for Erlen, so I'll just do first level. Okay. Okay, that is seven hit points. Everything helps. Cool. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, yeah, it could be the difference between life and death. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you cling to this um, piece of driftwood. You see Erlen continues to be carried away further into the ocean. Can I start uh, paddle boarding towards him? <laughs> you trying to paddle. Uh, it is the, just imagine in the film, The Perfect Storm, Mark mm -hmm. Wahlberg trying to, not even Wahlberg, this is Clooney. Yeah. Wahlberg could do it. I do a Clooney <laughs> kick. It is just you against the forces of nature. Uh, you try to paddle yourself towards it and you feel at best, you're, you're able to keep yourself like still. I say, Dusk Mother, Melora, I'm done with dad, it's mommy time, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we are gonna cut over to um, Osmodia again. This turn, I'm gonna do some rolls. You guys see Mima and Balnor break their chain. All four chains are broken. <gasps> At the end of their turn, they rush into the city. That is Mavris and Cobb. Just in like a floating you guys are, box or something. You guys are in a floating box um, atop a cliff. Chaos all around you. You see an airship is heading towards you as you wave your green flame blade. You see aboard the ship as it gets closer. This is not red 
and to Gwaine. So they must be off in some other ship. It would be impossible for you guys to kind of coordinate under the conditions. But you do see um, that is it is another ship. It is manned by dwarves. Um, and you see this female dwarf with long red hair. And she's got like a bronze tabard on. Um, she throws a rope ladder down. She goes, hurry up. Bring the kids up. Get up here. Can I ask those kids, like, do you know who this person is? <laughs> is this your mom? You ask the kids, do you know who this person is? Um, I've been burned pretty bad pretty uh, <laughs> a lot lately. They go, that's Jaina Bronzebeard. She's like the <gasps> coolest. <gasps> you guys didn't pick up on that? No. Ooh, that feels good. I was oh. smart. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to say she sounds hot. Uh, uh, <laughs> great. So I can... If it's like above me, or if I'm above them, I can just like un- undo the the wall of force and just land on yeah. it. Yeah. Okay. So you can just use your movement and stuff to climb up. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Cool. Sweet. So you let the kids up first. You see, mm-hmm. as the kids get uh, closer to the end of the rope, she just starts like grabbing them by the nape of the <laughs> neck and throwing them up like they're kittens. You see, the ship oh. is already full of people. As you get closer, she grabs you by the hand and pulls you up, mm-hmm. grabs Cobb. You see she shouts to a dwarf that is that is manning the helm and goes, all right, we're getting out of here, we're getting out of here. You see the mountains below you crumble. The city of Iron Deep is just gone. Oh. As you guys um, fly off into the sky, uh, having lived another day. What a day. <laughs> yeah, I, I, during this episode, I was remembering, wait, everything that we've done has been one day. <laughs> we had a hero's feast this morning. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that burrito? Oh, my God, it was so good. All those little bits of t- or tortilla are all just, like, wet. <laughs> Could I have oh said God. something to Jaina, or should I just? Yeah. Okay. Um, I, I, I just want to tell her, we, we have to go to Smuggler's Bounty. Do you know where that is? Smuggler's Bounty? Uh, yeah, I guess we could figure that out. Look, why don't we get somewhere safe and then we can talk? We got a lot of people that we need to get to safe places. Okay, but we kind of got to go there. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Um, Mavericks is good at making friends. <laughs> uh, so we're going to cut over to Apple and Hard One. Um, guys, at the beginning of your turn, roll for one last cataclysmic uh, check as you uh, use your movement to get into the city. It's a three. A and three. Then, are we all together? Because we're all at the same time. Oh, yeah. You guys are now, all together, so... so Moonshine will go on the same turn. Okay. Um, so boiling hot steam bursts from the ground. Everybody give me a con save. 17. 16. Um, 16 as well. Okay. Everybody takes half. Okay. 15 damage. Woof. Okay. That's ha- that is already halved? That's already halved. All right. Sweet. Then that is the rest of your guys' turn. You seven see that- hit points. All of the chains are broken. Can I heal Scrumper as we run in? Uh, yes, if you want to use your action to heal Scrumper. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. 28. Thank you. With you, I know that'll last a while. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Um, Moonshine, you heal Scrumper. Um, Scrumper looks a little bit healthier for it. Uh, you have to slow down a little bit as you're rushing towards Gladeholm, towards this island that is now free-floating there. Mm-hmm. Um, you see Lucanus appears at, like, the edge of the city, waving for you guys to join him. Apple is able to, like, scoop you up and jump with you uh, as Hard One runs behind and catches up. You guys all get into the city proper seconds after the chains break, and you all whoosh, disappear. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Moonshine, Apple, and Hard One have all teleported out. With Glade home, the whole city together disappears. We are going to cut over to Bev and Erlen. So Bev, you have reached out to your gods and that has 
gotten this raging storm in the sea down to the point that it's just like the aftershocks of Theala's cataclysm. There will be effects on this land mm -hmm. for a long time to come, but it's not violent enough at the moment to threaten your life. I raise a quick prayer to the mom squad. Raise a quick <laughs> prayer to the mom squad. Mm -hmm. um, go ahead and give me a religion check. Cool. Uh, 17? As you reach out to the gods, to Melora and the Dusk Mother, you see a wave hits you in such a way that the piece of wood that you're on cracks in half and the one side flops over the other side and covers you in driftwood. You are like there kind of hiding. Like a sandwich. Like a sandwich. Okay. A Bev sandwich. <laughs> um, then Bev, you see in the deep distance the same wraith on the white horse. It's going to go ahead and make a perception check. You see it is flying on the spectral horse, combing the sea. It looks over towards you, and then it sees Erlen. I make a big splash. As you do that, go ahead and make a deck save. Is yet another four? Yet <laughs> another four. Uh, I don't add anything to my deck save. No, that is okay. a four. Okay, give me your deck. You didn't get your aura back? I thought you got your aura back. Do I have yeah, a Melora aura? You have aura? your aura back. I have a Melora aura. Okay. Melora uh, aura. Okay. That's going to be an eight. Okay. Um, Bev, as you reach out to smack the water and to make a noise, a little bit of a uh, futile gesture. Uh oh. In, in this Hope I don't get crashing. twampled, I say. <laughs> <laughs> um, you feel as you reach your hand in. Yeah, that sounds about an eight roll. <laughs> as you reach your hand into the water to start making noise and like calling out, you feel a monster's maw grabs your wrist and yanks you into the water. Whoa. You feel it dragging you into the sea. Um, your mouth is like filling up with water. Your head is hitting the surface of the sea, but in the distance you see the horseman holds up another one of these yellow diamonds over Erland. No. You see the shine of yellow light around him, um, and as he holds his hand out to kind of like block it, you see he disappears in yellow light. We just made it official! <laughs> as, you, as you yell that salt water just goes in your mouth. Um, and you feel this monster yanks you under the water um, and pulls you for about a minute. You have to hold your breath. You feel your lungs burning. And then after a bit, you are pulled back up to the surface of the sea. And this monster puts you on its shell. This is the dragon turtle <gasps> from the Feywild. <gasps> and you hear him go, My friend! Oh, hey, 
It's good to see you. I saw that uh, the witch sent out a distress signal and I wasn't here in time to get to her, but I found you and it looked like you were going to get yourself into some trouble there. I know you did what you had to do, but I'm still really pissed. That was my boyfriend. He just got abducted by that horseman. Well, you'll live to fight another day. It wouldn't do anything if both of you got caught. God, you're a real, you're a real wise turtle. <laughs> That's how I lived to be so old. <laughs> you know, sometimes you gotta run away. Yeah, it's true. You got a shell on your brain as well. You're smart. I stroke a shell and I guess I climb up on him. Remind me your name, friend. My name's Laszlo. Laszlo. I guess it's just you and me now. All right, where to? Uh, well, my friends were in Iron Deep in Asmodia. Oh, that's so far away. It's extremely far away. Is there any land near here? Yeah, we can go to like Galateron or something. Just go to the land. Maybe just land. <laughs> Maybe just land, huh? Maybe just land. Yeah. Uh, Bev, you atop this dragon turtle, begin swimming towards the land. Do I see the horseman like flying away? Is there anything I can do? The dragon turtle has taken you like far away. Okay. This is a situation where you're at such low hit points that had you guys fought the horseman, mm -hmm. you guys both would have been captured. I kind of like lay flat on the top of the turtle shell and just kind of like breathe in deeply. Today's bad. <laughs> Is Alanis's hut still on the back of the turtle? Uh, no, Alanis's hut was on like a little. Oh island. right. Yeah, he doesn't get a little, a little camp. I wish I had a hut. Okay, I'd be screaming in it. And then, and then we are going to cut over to Glade Home. So you guys felt the whole city teleport. It is teleported up into the air. Mima, do you have any fifth level spells left? Let me roll. A I need check. to scry on young Beth. Can you not scry using Rosaline? Oh, yeah. Sword, yeah. Do I have a sword? Yeah. Oh, sweet. I have a scry dagger, yeah. Yeah, then I guess okay. I want to... Uh, okay, I want to take out Rosaline okay. and scry on young Bev. Sweet. You find Bev. You see him in the middle of the ocean. There is... <laughs> there's Smuggler's Bounty is gone. So all you so see is Bev... just blue. ...atop a dragon turtle in the middle of the sea. Where's our man? Bev? Bev, where is Mavris, and where are you? I, you can't uh, speak with Scry. You just see him. Okay. I am, look, I'm a druid, and different bodies of water are different colors. Okay. So I want to know, oh. what does this tell me? Because Ooh, interesting. Okay. I'm yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Look, yeah, at yeah. The, look at the earth from, you know, it Yeah, go ahead and give color. me a nature check. She's with the water Go ahead and give also. me a nature mm. check with advantage. Yeah. Okay. I'm the water daughter. I Sweet. know water better than anyone. Ooh. 25. Ooh. You can tell by the water, your connection to nature, that Bev is in the Sunrise Sea off the coast of Galateron. He will be at Galateron um, if he sails for like a, a day. All right. Um, I relay that information. Bev is without Mavris. I do not have a way to scry on Mavris because I do not believe I gave him a scry dagger. S Bev is on a fucking turtle's back in in the fucking sea. He's so alive. you guys, so you guys, but he's alive, which is the most important intel. In Gladeholm, you appear in the sky above Gladeholm's closest ally, Iron Deep. Hard one. You look out and. 
to everybody else, since there's all this rain and lightning and the ground is shifting and the earth is changing completely, most people probably don't even recognize where you guys are. But Hard One, you see that this is Iron Deep and that it has been destroyed. I, you know, I wanted to take you to my hometown at some point. Yeah, this yeah. Is, I, it's not the time right now, Hard One. Close as it's going to ever get. We're in Iron Deep. Oh. Hard One, you look out at your destroyed hometown, but you see an airship approach Glade home. The SS Stormborn. Ain't she a cypress sore eyes? And you see Jaina Bronzebeard um, looks out and sees you guys. And Jaina. she goes, We've got some precious cargo on here. Mind if we come aboard? Absolutely. Um, I mean, absolutely, I do not mind. Uh, you see Mavris aboard the ship as well. Oh, Mavericks! We're the Gugan gang now. <laughs> hey, That's Mavis, right. What happened with Bev? Oh man! So that remember that dwarf mage? Yes. That, that, that uh, I. Malora, the... bless him for helping us get to Cobb. Where is he? I ought to give him a medal. So he sucks. Uh, he was a chosen. I knew guy. it. I always knew it that he sucked. <laughs> <laughs> you also thought Mavericks sucked. <laughs> Prove me wrong. Well, now he's the leader of the Gugon gang. Cobb, how do I Daddy. get into this thing? Cobb! Uh, you see, yeah. Um, running up from the back of the ship is a very injured old Cobb. Uh, um, I he, hug him and heal him. He runs up and he gives you guys hugs and he goes, hey, the band of boobs wants to join the Goo Gong gang. <laughs> the band of goos. And the band of goobs <laughs> embraces uh, in Glade Home, living to fight another day. And that's where we'll end our session. Uh-huh. It's a long day. It's All a, right. It's been a long day, y'all. What a marathon. I yeah. can't <laughs> wait to have some spells back. Uh Thank you to our guests, Thank Zach Oyama and Siobhan. Oh, what a so fucking much. epic! Uh, what an what an epic guest arc! Mm-hmm. Uh, Shit, Mavis, hey, we did it. Maver saved saved Once the again. dwarfins. Apple fucking fucked up Akron. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for when we ask you to be on it, and it turns into what four. Five? Yeah, it happens. It happens. Eight. Pretty fun uh, problem to have, or, yeah, or, not, or yeah. just change of plans. Happy to be here, guys. Just happy to be here. Uh, sweet guys, uh, head on over to our Patreon to listen to our after show. It's Patreon.com/slash NadPod. That's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. Don't sing yet. <gasps> okay. But we're all reunited. But we're all reunited. Kind except of. for Kinda. But I saw him though. I yeah. saw that he's alive. Super I have a alive. New familiar, so it's fine. And he's got a big old turtle. <laughs> My familiar. Beth um, the turtle is a fun little spinoff. Yeah. Oh. So, um, uh, Zach, you got anything to plug? Uh, I guess I'll just plug my Twitch again at Zach Oyama on Twitch. Right on. Uh, and yeah, thanks for having me. It's been right on. Fun. Um, Siobhan, what do you got to plug? Uh, I'd love to plug not getting the flu. Uh, that seems really good. <laughs> I'll give it a I, shot. Uh, I guess watch Rick and Morty coming at you soon. Uh, maybe by the time this comes out, fuck yeah. Ooh, but if you can announce. only do one of well, like one of those two things, oh, definitely don't get flu. <laughs> All right, cool. <laughs> it's really bad. Yeah, Jake is really busy. He only has time. <laughs> I'm down to do one. <laughs> I'd rather have the flu and watch Rick and Morty. <laughs> you could get the flu and then watch Rick and Morty. I feel crazy. like that is a good. I'll plug like that. <laughs> That'd be nice. 
Oh, this is something we haven't really plugged, but um, go to nadpod.com and check out our merch. Yes. We got a bunch yeah. of new merch in like December that we straight up didn't plug on that. the show because we're bad business people. And also, if you people. get it, like share pictures on Twitter yeah. and stuff so we can yeah. see it because everyone looks so good in it. And we, I love seeing Caldwell's art in real yeah. life. Thank you. We got new uh, character merch. Available in normal t-shirts and a tank tops. Oh yeah. Yes. Oh, oh my gosh. Out. 2020. Someone shared, someone shared a gym pick with the watch a crick called lightning and oh, it made yes. me want to fucking yeah. lift. Show me the gym pics. <laughs> uh, sweet. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to our guests for joining us. What a fun, fun arc. Um, uh, and follow us on Twitter at me at Caldies Caldwell at... Uh, Vorn Tom is Siobhan, Addy X for Demily, at Zach Oyama is Zach Oyama, and at Jake Hurwitz is Jake Hurwitz. Tweet about the show using hashtag NADPOD, that's N-A-D-D-P-O-D. We are, we are, the youth of a nation. We are, we are, the youth of a nation. Ah, it is time to thank our benevolent council of elders. Thank you to Brad D., Dylan B., Danny P., and Steelbreaker, tourists that were also stranded in Smuggler's Bounty when the cataclysm began. They missed their chance to escape, though, because they were too busy betting on whether Bev and Erlen were going to make it official. Beardman Dan, Adam R., Danielle the Dastardly Dame, and Alucard, the original horseman, horsemen of the apocalypse. These four were rejected by Theala because they refused to worship her. I guess it's true what they said. You can lead a horse to milk, but you can't make him kneel. Haldor, Frostbeck, Jordan DJ, Jeffrey S, Cutter W, and Andrew M. The Dwarfins rescued by Mavris the Unschooled. Since their home was destroyed, Mavris hired them as his teaching assistants. They don't know much about magic, but they are great at tearing books in half. Schubert the Mushroom, Elena C, Michael, Mixologist, Mick D, and Victor T, Balner's Boy, plus Maddie, Big Crits, five celestial beings who are currently auditioning to be Beverly's new deity on the world's hottest new competition show, Bahumia's Next Top Goddess. Justin I, Jacob C, Elena M, Jostrich, and Dana G, five gnomes whose entire village was destroyed by Theala in an event that historians will one day refer to as the Day of No Teehees. Daniel R, Destin C, Jibe G, and Earl and Kathleen L, Crow of Omen, a hive of brave honey goblins who aided the Aladrin at the Battle of Gladehome. They're not very good fighters, but they did make the orcs super sticky, which forced them to retreat so that they could go wash their hands. We owe these goblins our lives. Sergio Salazar, Solomon, Zacharias de Sassuani, Michael L. Trele, the Crepe, Jory S., and Michael K.M., a squad of Crick elves who believe a peaceful solution to this war is possible, which is why they've spent the past month crafting a massive time out sack enough to capture all of the Allah's minions if they can get just one chosen soldier to make out with a bullywug it could turn the tides adam h ryan aaron g and jake l a handful of d10s that work their butts off to bring cataclysmic event after cataclysmic event to the boobs the real heroes slash villains of this session true dat too true big buck richard x x machina sam l and troy mixie the storm gods who were throwing down all that lightning on Scrumper and Hard One. Why? Because they actually lost a lot of money betting on a mudboarding championship that Apple threw for the hell of it one time. 
Can't blame them. Dom R, Josh S, Nicholas C, Austin C, and Kristen P. Pelor's non-dusk mother children who have been mourning their pops in all black Hawaiian shirts. If you look very closely, you can see beautiful palms and hibiscus in subtly different shades of black. That sounds awesome. I want that shirt. Mike H, Matthew E, Samuel B, Okada, and Mr. Hydroice. Uh, of course, Mr. Hydroice. Yeah, a group of orcs who were faking their bloodlust. Look, as you get older, it just gets harder to feel bloodlust at the drop of a hat. Dang, I can sympathize. Just kidding. Uh, I can't. Aaron C, TJM, the Gnome Barbarian, Trash the Traveler, Robert F, and Paul and Megan the Twins, a union of dragon turtle livery drivers who cannot believe Laszlo is giving Bez, Bev a free ride like that. He doesn't even have a medallion. Anime Intellect, Zolo Dolo, Nick B, Burley T, and J Dragonborn, a group of Fae influencers that blindly follow the Fae This Way sign, assuming it was a new coffee shop or a pop-up selfie museum, and are horrified to be in the middle of a fucking battle. Colton B, J, CC, Lulu, Adam RH, and Blitzbrig Dimitri, the board of arcane and magical items that is currently taking notes on everything Moonshine is doing with a thinking cap and writing her a stern citation with a hefty ass fee. Not gonna be a problem though. She is rich as hell. I'm hopeless. Timmy R, Alex M, Aaron Sully, the four horsemen themselves. Turns out they were just hired by Martha Togold to gather Bev's friends for his surprise birthday party. So Erlen is totally fine. Worry not, folks. Lucas B, Jordan L, Talith X, Mateo C, and Pup Throth, a crew of orcs who bravely re resisted Theala's offer only to die moments later by tripping on some slippery rocks. Austin MR, Kaylee Elise, Barnes and Nader, Mick Pucks, and Christian A, a tribe of traveling dragon turtles, dragon turtle riders actually, who will take Bev under their wing and show him the ins and outs of being a little buddy. Lesson one, do not tag the shell, regardless of how sick your signature is. Devin W, Chenoa B, Jared E, Persephone, and Eric McD, an unlucky crew of pirates who were at Smuggler's Bounty for a bachelor party during the chosen attack and subsequent cataclysm. They died doing what they loved, drinking margaritas and playing giant shredder. Rees NS, Eric and Andrea B, Charo Arcadius, Jay Parker, and Jonathan O, a family of halflings who had a really shitty hobbit hole up until the cataclysm. The earthquakes really opened up the floor plan, though, and the rising tides gave them a beachfront property. Wow, upgrade. Stephen C, Maxwell C, Mike K, Omri M, and Calum L, a group of activists who take legal action against devils and demons who lie about having extra vests. Their slogan is, keep vests in chests, no sphere in here. Scott D, Nothor the Prodigy Ranger, Mikon G, Dan, and the Red Rain, a crew of green teens that were unfortunately on a canoeing trip with Scoutmaster Danny when the cataclysm happened. Oh dear. Danny quickly used a teleportation scroll once the water got choppy and the scouts are shipwrecked on a haunted island. Here's hoping they're saved by a crew of enterprising adventurers. Goddamn you, Danny. Richard C, Karen T, Curtis S., Michael C., and Nathaniel P., the new crew of the SS Stormborn. They recently discovered a secret cabinet in the floorboards of the captain's quarters that has, I guess, what appears to be a hair doll made of Gemma Bronzebeard's beard hair. Okay. Nikki W., Andrew B., Christopher B., Barris and Ken of the Wizard's Tower, and Nicholas 
P. Crick Youngins canvassing for Mayor Joe. If you hear a knock on your stump, you better be ready to talk some politics or Paula Cricks with these Joe bros. Kevin M., Angel B., Rahul and I am the Atlas, and Maribel the Kitty Morphing Gnome, Pendergreen's new pit crew for the Demolition Derby. This is one talented bunch who knows everything about cars, which is why we can be certain that the Pendergreen's utterly unroadworthy whip is actually entirely intentional on their part. Very nice. Jens Christian T., Joe McGee, Meta Amps, and Atticus C., and not to mention Tom S., Hard Ones, Childhood Goldfish. Each of them died happy deaths of old age with nothing but love in their heart for their beloved caretaker. And would we expect anything less? Luke H., Kelvin Noodles, Grace G., P. Diddy, 985, and Lance, the Bear Prince's ex-backup dancers, used to get the crowd going back when the Bear Prince would DJ the Faycella show, but now they can just kind of sell Arcane in the parking lot outside. Dang. Well, it's a lateral move, really. Esme M., Gary J., Casimir the All-Knowing, Spencer, Castbrew, and Zach C. Apple Scrumpers, Jim Spotters. They have never touched a bar. They are devoted, but unnecessary. Scrumpers Thick, Eric G, BJ L, Michelle O, Gage M, uh, number one Beverland fan, Jen R, Kawkaw's Eggs. That is right, Kawkaw's Eggs. Hard one is so proud. He plans on going to visit them as soon as he finishes this delicious omelet. Oh no. Oh no. Oh fuck. Thank you, everybody. That was a HeadGum Podcast. 